0: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
3: I thought our defense was good in the first half. We couldn't, couldn't really get the ball in the basket. Uh, second half sorry, we let uh, Beverly get open. He's, he gets open, he makes those shots, he had nine straight. And we just couldn't get anything going offensively. I thought their defense was really good. You know we've we've been pretty good on the road, but the the two games we've really struggled. Virginia Tech and here, uh, we shot 20 percent from the three and 35 percent from the field. Uh, at Duke and Notre Dame, Boston College, Pittsburgh, the games that we played well on the road, we shot in the 40s from the three and uh, high 40s from the two. We're not winning many games, shooting 20 percent from the three and 35 from the field that's just the way it is the league's difficult difficult for everybody and uh you have to be able to move on you know we've had we had a bad game at home we went out and we played really well and beat won a couple good games on the road but that you know you just have to get over it you have to have a short memory um you're going to have some tough games in this league and uh if you're going to get beat. I don't like losing by one or two. I'd rather lose by 10, 12, whatever it is. Welcome to the Qs Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded
1: homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. This is the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So the Orange failed to finish off yet another second-half comeback, coming coming to within one again before allowing another NC State uh, 14-0 run. And uh, they pulled away with ease. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you. With a much-needed, as it seems, break before they'll face Louisville in the dome next Wednesday, so a week off, and uh, we'll be back later in the wee, uh after the games on Saturday, I suppose. Sometime Sunday, Monday, whatever Joe's up for. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do normal time, but. Um, I'm up for
4: whatever, you know that.
1: I know. Um, either way, we'll come back to you with that, so we'll split it up. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, hey, heads up, folks, heads up, heads up. You know why? Because I got you a deal on tickets. You want to know the deal? Do you want to know the deal? Here's the deal. I can get you 5% off a full ticket purchase at Tix Blitz. They are the official uh, ticket provider for the media, uh, Armchair Media Network. And unlike other ticket providers that sneak in the extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert of your choosing. So go to TixBlitz.com, enter the promo code Armchair at checkout, and get that 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Promo code armchair. ticks blitz. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. So um, one thing I was going to mention just super quick. I got a DM from a listener. And his name was Connor. And he's been in fan feedback before. Um, and he had a thought where um, we could do maybe a special show. On bubble teams and what Syracuse's position might be in, and potential seeding, where other teams might be in the in the tournament, as, as well as some of the auto bids and you know key teams to beat and where they stack up in the quadrant system and things like that. So everything tourney action. Um, yeah, we usually try to sprinkle that in to shows. But it wouldn't be a bad idea because we are trying to get one the bracketologists on, and I'm just going to see how that goes. So we'll just see how it goes.
4: We hit up up on that. Yeah, but but we
1: need a couple more games, I think, before we really start dedicating a ton of thought to it.
4: Yeah, yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah. Well, the one that we throw together on the weekend uh, for the um, next game's preview, we can kind of maybe hit on that a little bit. Uh,
1: Yeah, true, because we'll have time.
4: yeah. And we can talk about it a little bit, but we can still, you know, preface with the fact that we have a lot of games left,
1: and the ACC tournament. A lot of one games yeah.
4: left, so yeah, a lot of and the ACC. Yeah, I mean, we're playing four ranked teams here in the last six games, so totally. Uh, totally. our whole tourney hope hopes can change. You know, and the spe- next four games, so five it's, games.
1: And speaking of which, you know, I read all your comments on social media, and I love you guys, but we got to pump the brakes. We got, mm-hmm. we got to pump the brakes. There's plenty of time left. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Now, there were some great points made, and we will address some of those points. Um, yes. But, but uh, first. But first. No, I already did that. <laughs> good <to know. laughs> That's good. That's um, good. Syracuse drops his second road game of the season, falling 17-8 overall, four 8-4 and four in ACC play. It took almost five minutes before Syracuse would score their first points. A slow start, as we know. Uh, is nothing new, but Syracuse never got into a rhythm at all. Even in the 12-point deficit, when they closed that to three before the half, it was a lot of help from Carey and Braswell, believe it or not. Uh, Some scrappiness out on the court. And it took about eight minutes to close it from about 12 to three at the end of the half. So um, it was none other than Frank Howard, who would lead the Orange with 21 points. He would score more than Battle. Battle was three for nine. Brissett, he was one for nine. And Hughes... Uh, they, combined. He would score more than them combined. Yep. 21 to 15. Battle with 7% with 2. Hughes with 6. But Hughes did add a little extra with 2 steals, 3 assists. Uh, he shot 20% overall, and he was 0 from 5 from 3. Um, mm. It was nice seeing Howard hit some shots, obviously, with something we've been lacking, and yep. lead the team in scoring. I think it was great. It was a uh, season high for him. It would have been even nicer if he would have got more help other than Mark on the scoreboard, who followed him up. And I guess we can't have it all, but, uh, you know, like we say, Syracuse games are like a box of chocolates. We never know what team we're going to get. So, (laughs) uh, Dolezal did play his heart out. As usual, he had his best game of the season so far. Uh, I mentioned he followed up Howard with 10 points, five rebounds, one assist, and three steals. And of course, he's always changing the trajectory of something somewhere. So um, he had this, uh, the season high 31 minutes. It's the most he played. I mentioned season high points, season high field goals with three, <laughs> and uh, free throws, four. Uh, he was four for six at the end of the day. The inconsistency <laughs> from the line, speaking of which, was a killer again after shooting 80% versus Boston College. The Orange went 11 for 22, if you can't do math. That's 50%. Another 20 per- uh, 20% performance from three is very disappointing. 35% yeah. from the field. 21 for 60. Syracuse did force 20 turnovers. Scoring 24 points off of those. Almost half of their points came off of turnovers. And right. that's a great stat, right? But now here's the kicker. And we could all say it together. Say it with me, Cuse Militia. Syracuse was all rebounded. 42 to 31 this time. So, Joe, mm-hmm. I'm not getting on the bubble wagon. I don't think we're there yet. And no. as we always do, we're going to take one game at a time. I feel like this was a, I don't want to say it's a must win, but it was definitely a, well, um, what do I want to say? Was it easier? I don't know if I want to say it was easier either. But I feel like it was more there for the taking. I feel like it was, it was a, it was a team. No, Would give have given us a beat, good a,
4: buffer going into these tough games.
1: Exactly. Would have given us the buffer. Now we don't have the buffer. So, right. Uh, how do you see it? How did you see the game? And and uh, do you think? No, I saw it live because I was there. Oh, that's and, right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm. It was sloppy to start. Like you said, it took a little while for us to score. It took a little while for NC State to start scoring, too. Um, there's a lot of calls that were just – I thought that there was a lot of nitpicky calls early, and I think it kind of set the the pace for the rest of the game. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people that listen would probably agree with the fact that there's pretty bad officiating.
1: You listen to local radio just, there?
4: Yeah, I did. Uh, what would they say? Well, they said that it was one of the worst officiating games they've seen in the league. So um, I don't know if they're talking just the this year or, or whatever, but
1: huh? In the league or the conference?
4: Well, it's the same thing. Conference, whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
4: I'm just saying, but yeah, uh, we just you, we're not going to win when we shoot like that. which is the bottom line. We know we know what we it we take, know what we are like we right. talked about it before mm-hmm. with those shooting percentages, and then when you look at NC State almost shooting what 50 percent. And I know they didn't shoot, like, great 27.8% from three-point, uh, but they shot to 20 to 24 from the free-throw line. And, again, 49% overall. Torin killed us at the free-throw line. Uh, they had, I thought, some easy fast-break points, and I thought it should have been a lot closer considering that we won the turn. I mean, they had 20 turnovers. We only had 12. So... Yeah, like you said, we had a lot of those fast break points stuff like that off of those turnovers, which just tells you how bad our half court offense was. And you got to kind of give kudos to their defense; their defense played good. I don't know what was up with Battle. Um, He's just having thought,
1: trouble getting by guys. I don't know.
4: Then right. we talked about you know Brissett being able to possibly have a mismatch with maybe a smaller guard and. I just—they just they just didn't take advantage of it. He'd be settling for jumpers, and it's just, you know, Elijah Hughes, he got some good looks, just didn't make them, and uh, we just let it get away from us. Uh, Shooting those percentages, again, like we said, 50% from free throw line. Uh, We talked about it. If it's 75%, that's another five points, that's 10 points. Then you just hit two of those threes, and you're still probably in the 20% shooting, but now you're talking about a four-point game, and it's something completely different, and that was really only the difference in this game. I mean, we we won the turnover battle. They won the the rebounding battle, and that's pretty much what it was. They just shot better.
1: Yeah, um, Beverly nine for nine from the free throw line. F- yeah, Funder Funderburk, which is a fabulous last name, six for six from the free throw line. Yeah. So, you know, our guys at the. <laughs> On the opposite of, of that, you know, just it was kind of spread around. Jalen Carey hit two for four. He was hit yeah. two for four. But on the good note, though, I mean, what would you think of Breswell? Because I, you know, watching his tape, and we talked about him a lot in the offseason, uh, um, you know, when we did our recruiting stuff, and I, I liked Breswell. I liked him because he was, he was listed as a sharp shooting forward, and we haven't seen a whole lot of that. But right. uh, he, he did create, Two turnovers, and you know, for what it's worth, his, how many minutes did he have? I don't have that. He had two steals, seven minutes, and an assist in seven minutes. One point. He was one for two from yeah. the free throw line.
4: Well, uh, we talked about the pace that NC State plays at, and we talked about us, you know, unloading the bench. And Braswell really hasn't played that many significant minutes, especially in ACC play. So. I was actually surprised that he came in, but he came in and he, he was rotating on defense and he got those two steals and he, like you said, sparked p- part of that run to get us yeah, back he in was, the game and get us within it. three.
1: Yeah, the 11-0 right. run. I
4: don't think he's, I think what he scored, but scored one point, one point. Yeah, yeah, he got to the line, but yeah. um, it was his defensive presence and the fact that he can come in and, I mean, I, it's... He's very long
1: and he's got, his, oh, yeah. his footwork is decent
4: too. Right. Yeah. So well it just it just tells me that he's making strides in, in practice and I mean Baham's not gonna put him in there in significant minutes, especially in the first half if he doesn't have some sort of confidence in him. So he must be making strides because he hasn't been playing any significant minutes so far in the ACC. So
1: Yeah, I don't know how much of a choice he had with Brissett was in immediate foul trouble. No, yeah. And then um Tyus ended up getting in foul trouble as well. So
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know And I wanna give I wanna give kudos to to um Frank Howard, yeah, he played a great game. I know he made some mistakes, and you know, Beheim was yelling at him, staring him down a couple of times, coming out of timeouts, and I know he had a couple of bad plays. 50%. Uh, but, yeah, no, he stepped up, and he made big shots to keep us in it for as long as he could, and uh, just waiting for somebody else to kind of get it going, and nobody else did.
1: He's, uh, he's the only one that hit a three-pointer. Everybody else, I think it was 0 for 14. Yeah, he but was it wasn't even that. 11. I
4: mean, he. I mean, again, you saw glimpses of last year's Frank when he was driving the lane, hitting those those floaters that he can hit, and you know, the, the little. I think he had the pass to Chuku for that alley oop. So, um, yeah, I just. Well, maybe it wasn't. No, him, but either he didn't,
1: way, didn't even have an assist on the night. So.
4: Well, he he played good. i uh, minus a couple turnovers. I was glad to see the the direction he was going in, and obviously Doge played his heart out, but. Uh, we need help as far as those other guys and if we need we shoot help like down. that oh, we dude. don't get
1: we got an outside game well It was the shooting man. It, it was, was the shooting. shooting it was the and free throw the, shooting
4: the- and a couple threes. I mean usually buddy you hit a couple and you know usually Hughes doesn't go over five like I said you get two or three of those and then just shoot seventy five percent from the free throw and that's not asking much. And we're in the game right there. I mean, that's really the
1: difference that we're talking about. It, just, it was so like reminiscent said, of Virginia Tech when inc- inconsistency. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like almost the same game as Virginia Tech when we cut cut a deficit in the first half to end the first half, still yeah. down a little bit, but come out in the second half, quick get within one, and then it's like the light switch turns off. and yeah. it, Well, and, and
4: it tells you something because we be show that we have the talent to come back and we fight hard, but. On those nights when we don't shoot good, at some point, like what Boeheim, Jim Beheim says, the coach on this, in these press conferences, is that at some point when you're not you're just not hitting anything, and you get into the second half, and you're not hitting anything, it kind of starts seeping down into, yeah, into you know the defense, the defense. Yeah. yeah, and you're getting tired and
1: frustrated. Maybe frust- uh, yeah. you mentioned yeah. that maybe Tyus seemed like he was trying a little too hard, and he drove the lane one time and dribbled on himself and fell. Yeah, just laid there dejected. And that's, you know, it's going to happen. Mistakes happen. But, you know, it just was, there was just, there was never an offensive rhythm. And there's not much more analysis than they didn't make their shots. It's kind of plain and simple.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's really, when you really look at it, you look at the percentages. That's it. We shot 35%, they shot 49%. And it's a tough loss
1: because I felt like, I honestly felt like, I mean, we could. Win this game and have that buffer with a week off, and having Louisville come to the dome, I feel like that would really help as far as confidence and momentum. Yeah. You know, I don't mean I don't know how much momentum you can carry after a week, but at least you get the the extra practices and no travel, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So
4: I mean, you you play good enough, you just don't hit the shots, and that's really what it comes down to. Right. So. So. Um. Yeah, that's you want to hear, much hear I mean, from the
1: fans, and we'll we'll piggyback off of them. Yeah, we can do that. All right, let's do it.
3: It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the Loud House. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All
1: right, y'all know what to do. Facebook and Twitter, at Cuse Militia is the universal handle for the socials. Go there. I always propose a question at the end of every game. Thoughts on the game. And uh, leave your comment there, and uh, maybe you make the fan feedback top ten. And and get on the show. I try to move it around to new people that say interesting things, but the people, you know, a lot of times it's the same guys because they, they, I think they listen to the show and I think they have um, a different perspective and maybe it reflects mine. Maybe it's something I haven't thought of, but get in there and mix it up. There are some that were mixed up this time. So I've tried to pick a couple new guys and gals. I think maybe there's a gal. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Look, hey, fan feedback's brought to us by online betting, you know? So if you've never bet online before, maybe go check it out. See if it's right for you. If you're not familiar with um, online betting, you're going to want to check it out. If you have, you know what you're getting into. I recommend a service. To you that has been good to me. I've bet at that at my bookie before, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way over there. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for all the fantasy guys out there, I know there's some more fantasy sports starting up or already going. Uh, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player uh, will score each game. So join now, hmm. and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. They're doing that again. So use promo code Qs25 to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code QS25 when creating the account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Look, we did have a review. And if you've left a review and you're listening, I've probably called your name, I think. I don't know if there's not one I haven't called yet. So I've called them all. Get a hold of me at QSMOSHA at gmail.com. Look, here's the newest one. Go to uh, Apple iTunes, and if you leave us a five star review, and, and um, uh, our five star rating and a review, and I read it on the show, then uh, you can win some free swag, man, some koozies and some other stuff. And I'll send that out to you if you email us at QSMOSHA at gmail.com. Uh, this was from NC. So, another, it's got tons of people that we've met. And I know Listen from North Carolina. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, Great Q's podcast. I assume it's a he. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Great Q's podcast. Great listen for a fan out of the state. Um, Critical and realistic takes, but optimistic. Really appreciate a great podcast to help stay up to date. So, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. A lot of our listenership is right in Syracuse, but I'd say probably 40% of it's Around all spread all over the damn place. So um, we appreciate that. If you want to leave us a review, you can go to iTunes and do that. And we appreciate those very much. It really helps us on the ratings for iTunes. And if someone's searching for a Syracuse Sports podcast, um, it helps us move to the front of the line. So, yeah. um, All right. So we'll start with Facebook today. I think this, yeah, this is Facebook. Bob says, too much individual play and not enough passing or movement uh, without the ball. Or with the ball, I think he put without, but I think he means with the ball. Too many tough, contested shots. Instead of passing the ball, when well defended, they would force up a shot. So, let's see. I mean, for instance, an example of what he's talking about. Uh, Eight assists on 21 buckets. Okay? Now, juxtapose that with 19 assists on 24 buckets for NC State. So, good ball movement. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's been a struggle all year. We had one good game with, with where the the assists were high and they were really moving the ball around.
3: Yeah, we had
4: a few there, but
1: yeah, we had a few. But I'm, i mean, you know, it opens up so much. We have no inside outside game. We have no. we have well, you we need have at best. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We have at best outside game sometimes. That's yeah. how I look at it,
4: right? Yeah. Well, and then mismatches at the guards where they can take people one on one.
1: Exactly. So, and uh,
4: last night we didn't get enough of that, and it's like way again, like than I them think we, we settled, we settled for a lot of jump shots. Prasad settled for a lot of jump shots.
1: Yeah, he did. I know it's like Prasad. was like, I should. I knew I shouldn't have said I was buying into Prasad last week, mm. last guy, last episode. I knew I should have <laughs> just doubles, left that. Three double
4: doubles in a row, and then I know. Like, it looks like a just a great matchup. And One just, for
1: nine, two points. I mm. know. Oh, and, you know, he got five rebounds. I give him that. I um, mean, you're
4: not going to have a good game every game,
1: buddy. I know, but...
4: on mm, uh, yeah, to the next one. <laughs> Matthew
1: says, <laughs> I've never seen a team with this level of talent fail to click and get out-hustled in so many games. There have been less talented teams in Orange that at least compete. The chemistry between Battle Howard, Battle and Howard seems completely gone. I would con—I I would say I—I I don't see much chemistry at all, anywhere. Joe, can is, well, can you contend that? It's inconsistent.
4: That? It's inconsistent, like we talk about. It's inconsistent. It's That's still
1: it. one-on-one stuff. I mean, when battles when battles running it, he's running. He's doing it by himself a lot of times. There's not a lot of times where this is just a full team effort where everybody's handling right. the ball and getting up shots.
4: Well, you know what though, the good thing is that well, yeah, please we are... just tell me the good thing. Well, I mean, we're still in the tournament right now or on the right side right, of it. Right. And
1: Where's Joe and kind of, have us right now?
4: Well, uh, I haven't recently checked it, but...
1: Not that I he just, matters, but I'm just saying. you know.
4: Well, I mean, I get it, but more or less, we were in on the right side. Like He had us as an 8-seed going into that, so he's not going to knock us out of the tournament by losing against NC State at NC State. So we're still on the right side of the bubble and we have a lot of opportunities ahead of us. And like we said, we know as a fan base, the amount of talent on this team. And like you said, like we always talk about the best part about college basketball is that you have all season to click. So yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's it's, sometimes it gets too late for a team to where it's like all or nothing. And you got to win the the conference tournament, but we're not in that position right now. So we're not
1: there. We're not there. Um, Brian says, awful loss, in the team has no one to blame but themselves. Braswell playing in the first half should have been enough of a message to Hughes, Bruce, Brissett, and anyone else you want to name. NC State gave up 113 points to North Carolina in 40 minutes of basketball, and SU scored 58 the entire game, 25 games into a season, and no one knows what this team is. At least last year, you knew it was defense with this team – or lose, right. Yeah, we had no offense, is what he's saying. Uh, right. This year, who knows? NIT. So, well, we jumped the gun with the NIT talk. And that's fine. I I feel it. I, I feel the pain on that. Uh, but yeah. he's talking about, I mean, North Carolina's good, man. They Dude, don't man, have shooting do you woes. Know they don't have but shooting woes.
4: No, they don't. But I just hate, I hate, like, the one-game comparisons. Because as much as they want to make fun of like how much well you know they scored against NC or North Carolina like
1: right, you
4: know, NC State held Virginia Tech to forty seven points.
1: how about a right? Well, how about a two game comparison? Let's go back to the Virginia Tech game. Virginia Tech held uh, NC State to twenty four points 24. in the entire game.
4: Right, but NC State held Virginia Tech to forty seven in that same game. Forty seven is still low
1: yeah absolutely in in so, Syracuse's oh correct me if I'm wrong I wish I had this up damn it um, has Syracuse broke 60 points in any in their losses in ACC play I doubt it
4: yeah f- uh, Florida State they scored 62
1: oh did they okay
4: but yeah no Georgia Tech it was 7359 Virginia Tech 7856 Florida State 80 62 NC State 7358 so I mean they're all very similar. And yeah, when you look are. at them, I and mean, when you look at the games, a lot of them, when They're, it comes down to it, is it, the percentage of shooting. Yeah, around 30, 35
1: percent, 20 in, from three. In
4: 50 to 60 percent from the, free the line. Throw line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's really that makes up so much.
1: I mean, the free throw line alone makes up a ton. I mean, if you, you, you left 11 points out there. And that's there's there's only four to make up after that. I mean, I'm not saying. Well,
4: I mean, you can't expect. I, them I know, to shoot I, but I
1: know, but I'm just saying those are points loft out. That right. You know.
4: But I, that's why I said just you know even if they shot seventy five percent and shot you know four or five more points from there and then a couple of threes and you're in the game at the end
3: and
1: Absolutely. then you don't
4: know what happens. Battle was sitting out the last like four or five minutes.
1: But he so. had he had four fouls. I mean.
4: Well, it didn't matter. They, they I were out that of it. Point, knew.
1: It I know. At that point, we it didn't weren't matter.
4: scoring, and NC State was just playing great defense um, against what we had going on.
1: Yeah, uh, Steven says he agrees with Bob. That was the first comment I read. NC State had 19 assists, and we had eight. And our point guard, uh, in in quote our quote point guard and quote Howard had zero assists. Too often, our offense looks out of sync. Shouldn't happen with experienced players. We are in the TCOB, take care of business mode. We failed. Steven, I I pick Steven almost every week because he brings up great points. Uh, Take care of business mode. That's a great way to put what this game was. It was take care of business. And they didn't do it. And it's not going to get any easier.
4: No, I just still don't think we were there.
1: You don't think we were take care of business mode? Oh, Joe, Joe. Joe, yeah, this was, we talked about it, the buffer, man, the buffer. That was your. Well, I mean, if that's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying where where we look at the schedule right now and get that, and get this loss back into a double, into turn this L into a W, right? Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. So, yeah, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Nick>. <laughs> sorry, sorry about the misunderstanding. Uh, at Nick Goodman, eighteen. Is it just me, or should Robert Breswell get more playing time? We played our best basketball the whole game when he was on the floor disrupting the paint. I, I don't want to jump the gun on this, but I've wanted him to play more anyway because I feel like he's, I feel like he's an asset, and I feel like next year he's going to be going to be pretty good. But I agree. Why not in some of these games? Give him a couple minutes at the forward position. We're thin when you got eye in there, and you know if Brissett's struggling, why not? Why not throw him in there sometimes?
4: Well, I think you just hit it uh, as far as the struggles go. Uh, as the, as the season's gone on, and Coach has seen the struggles of some of the guys that he relied on so much last year. Uh, he's been—you can see it more and more—he's apt to to throw different guys in there. And I wouldn't be surprised to uh, see later, like as we go on, it's more or less putting in whoever, you know, like if they're playing good in practice and if, Hey, if you get out in the game, you're not playing good. You're coming out.
1: Yeah. Because because, if you look at it,
4: I mean, if you go as deep as Carey and Braswell and I mean, we're 10 deep. And if he, if he's confident enough to put them out there because of the practice and stuff, then Hey, if you're not going to give the effort and you're going to play, you know, if you're not going to play that good, then you can come out. And, and all it's doing is creating competition. So you just hope that the players can accept that and it won't turn toxic. But either way, I mean, that's the only way that's going to work.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you've got the players. you got players struggling. I think – you know, you're right. I mean, it, maybe it's time to, to show him the whip, you know, to use the Babers term again, which I love, right. which we'll probably right. use forever now. Um, yeah, he got seven minutes, you said, two steals and an assist. I mean, it's pretty solid man from a freshman player who has he not played an mistakes. ACC play. And he didn't turn the ball over. So, um, all right. At Doug Vaughn fan, I love this one. I don't know if I totally agree with it, but I love it. Uh, if I had to choose them going one and one the next two games, I choose them to lose this one, move on and beat Louisville. What do you think? Beat Louisville yeah. at home in the dome. Yep, that would be a big, that would be a, a probably a bigger that would most definitely be a bigger win. They're ranked,
4: so. Well, that's what I was going to hit on a little bit at some point was that we have two home games. I mean, whatever happened, that happened. We have a week and we have. Yeah, home against Louisville, home against Duke. If you get one of them, then you erase this loss, and we're right back to probably in a better situation than we were before the NC
1: State game. These next three games are just brutal. Dude, if if we go one and two, I'll be happy. It's going to be so fun, though. Won't it be fun, though? isn't it well, fun you're being the, you're in the national you the national spot isn't it Everyone, fun being – everyone's
4: watching oh, and yeah, watch oh, yeah, for oh you yeah to beat them, you know
1: oh yeah and, and, I mean I don't know if anyone's like me but when I see these games on the schedule I instantly get butterflies I'm like oh my gosh I I, I could puke right now I get so freaking nervous but it's so much fun and hey. it, I get so hyped for these games I I can't sit I'm watching them just ch- trying to drink beer to calm my nerves that's great. I don't know what yeah, else you could ask for. For the opportunity for a yeah. uh, spotlight upset. Yeah, except for the North Carolina game, which is a Tuesday 9 o'clock game. You got Duke on Saturday, and, and <laughs> the Louisville game's on Wednesday. I mean, the Duke the Duke in uh, primetime on on Oh, wait. It's not, is it? Is that Duke game in primetime, or is it in, in, during the day?
4: Uh, 6 p.m. ESPN. Yeah,
1: 6 p.m. That kind of sucks. But, I don't know. I don't know, it's a party starter. Oh, it's a I just part-
4: remembered I, I just remembered I had something.
1: <laughs> it's a party starter, I guess, but uh yeah, the next the next three are great great games and I yeah. you know, I'm, I I kind of can't wait. Um okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was uh, I digress. Yeah, at sorry, Kevin Craig 6. Yeah. At Kevin Craig 6, we've played three good teams in the last month, lost bad in all three games. He's not wrong. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and He's I guess not that's wrong. just
4: going to see what happens in the next three. I
1: right? okay. Well, let's look. Let's let's do this real quick. We're, how many comments I got left? Well, I got three. Well, we'll do we'll do it at the end. Um, at Durham underscore Charlie, another gentleman from your neck of the woods, Joe. This team <laughs> is hard to watch. I've loved Hughes basketball for decades, but the lack of development in pretty much everyone's game is astonishing. Well. Well, okay, okay, hold on, no, hold on, hold on, you agree, I don't know, Tyus, Dolzai. Well, huh? what about Tyus,
4: what has anybody from last year's team done that they didn't do last year, or you didn't see last year,
1: well, I mean, you had a point, and you know. Elijah Hughes is new, well, Hughes is new, and we don't really know. We can't judge yeah. him yet. But Brissette, his in in Howard, definitely have digressed. In my opinion, <sighs> that stands out to me.
4: Yeah, I mean. So
1: I mean, I know it's in numbers. You yeah, can argue I mean, it. You can make an argument for battle, but you know I mean, he's got terms. games. He's got games still where he just absolutely struggles. He gets shut down. And like last yeah. night, Joe, like you said, he's trying too hard. You know that's it's a, that's a, those some of those were. Some of those shots were thrown up in just pure frustration, like like Hail Mary shots. I mean, not yeah. that they were far or ridiculous, but they were just, I hope it goes in. And he just never yeah. got in a rhythm, you know? So
4: It's just, as a Syracuse fan, you see this. It just goes up and down. I mean, we've seen two different times in the non-conference this year where we've lost two games in a row. And then to turn around and win seven out of eight, we lose a game, home game against Georgia Tech, come back and beat Duke. Uh, I mean, that's just... It's Syracuse. You don't know what to expect. But what you do know is that when their back's against the wall or when it, the game is uber important, then they show up. I mean, and they have. So that's just kind of – got to kind of keep the faith and see what happens. I think these next three games – I mean, I'll tell you what. We come out these next three games and we get blown up by 20 every single one of them, then I get it. But, I mean, we usually show up for the big ones, man, and we have in the past couple of years, so –
1: Um, at one Kev Nash, the good, aggressive Frank, the bad, defense, the ugly, Elijah and Buddy need three, need three more wins. So we got eight. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier in the, in the, before, before ACC play started with 11 wins is solid. Now I think we can get in the tournament with 10. Okay. Yeah. But, um, Eleven is solid without a question, especially with these games we've got left. I see, I see. You know, Wake Forest. I hope, gosh. And then, um, you know, the, <laughs> the the Clemson, the Clemson game is one that I compare closely to NC State as far as, um, as far as you know, the competitiveness of it. I mean, we beat Clemson at home. We're going to their place, so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what makes me nervous more than yeah, anything. I know, and they're on a is tear. That the they were on a two tear.
4: easiest games out of the last six are away.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, we've been good on the road though too. So I mean, yep. I mean, we've got two home, it's uh, hard two true road game night, losses. But yeah, you're right. Um, reply. Uh, let's see. Uh, at I was <laughs> I was replying to go. at Cuse Militia. Uh, me paying attention. Uh, at D J M Law one. When your starting, guard ha- starting guards have eight turnovers and one assist and your starting forward shoots two for 19 and everyone not Frank- named Frank is 0 for 14 from three and you allow the other team that recently scored 24 points in the game to shoot 50%, is that good? <laughs> um, I, I commented back. I said, my calculations say no, Dan. That's not good. like
4: again it's a one game
1: I know I know but you know that's what I got nothing for that well you got Frank Frank and Tyus with eight eight turnovers now I know they handle the ball more so they're more you know the likeliness of it I guess goes up but eight out of the eight out of the twelve turnovers came from the two most experienced guys on the team so I mean Mm -hmm. there's that so I guess I can say that about that that's all I got but um, that is it for fan feedback if you would please give us a like or a, thum- a thumbs up or a follow on Twitter if you want to get involved with that we would really appreciate it enjoy hearing from you guys it's what makes the show really so I mean the Cuse Militia Podcast is the fan's voice that's kind of what we uh, dub ourselves as so anyway let's do you want to talk about the? did we talk enough about the last six games do you want to hit it real quick are we I mean, we, we kind of hit, hit them all. Um, yeah,
4: no, I mean, we did, but uh, I mean, you're talking. What, I mean, just in general, did.
1: what we need. So we need three more wins. I think 11 to be solid, solid, solid. I think we can do it with 10. I see where two potential wins come from with the competition left in the last six games, being Wake Forest and Clemson. And as you mentioned, both of those are away games. But we do have. This stretch of three games, which are gonna be extremely difficult games, with Louisville at the dome, Duke at the dome, and then at North Carolina. What are you looking for, Joe? Do you you coming out of that? You're trying to sneak one of those out? Uh yeah. And which one's most likely to sneak out for you?
4: Out of the first three? Yep. Uh that's a tough one. I would one. like to say you know, I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm I'm it's gonna be the next one. Y- Louisville. All right. I mean they're high they're the highest ranked. They have a new coach, a couple new players that haven't played against us, or the two three zone. They're so the highest and ranked
1: of, of what? The first the next three?
4: I'm saying as far as like they're okay, sorry, the lowest ranked. Oh,
1: um, right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> right, okay.
4: Sorry. So and again, New coach, a couple of new players that haven't seen this uh, two, three zone and it's a home game and we're going to have a week of rest and a week of practice to figure out and be, you know, upset about this last game. So I think there's going to be all the motivation in the world uh, to win that game. And I think that's probably our best, our best shot because uh, I don't think, I mean, Duke's going to come in with uh, they're going to want to beat us.
1: Oh, I know, I know. Pretty I know badly. the whole Duke thing, blah, blah, blah. I know.
4: Right. And historically, we have not played well against North Carolina. I mean, I think the only time we beat North Carolina. First time we ever played, was right? the first time we ever played them. Yep, exactly. So and at North Carolina. So that just I mean, this first three, I think this first one's gonna set a precedent. If we can't get this one, then uh, I think we end up losing these next three. We kinda just gotta stay positive and understand the talent that we're playing against. And kind of see are you where we're
1: prepping this crowd. Are you already prepping the listeners? Don't do that.
4: No, I'm just saying. I mean, dude, look, all these teams really, realistically, we're going to be underdogs in every single one of these games. Except for these games, Wake Forest. Well, I'm saying these next three.
1: Okay, right, right.
4: That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the next three. I'm not. I know. I
1: three. that was my bad. I know. That was right.
4: I'm sorry. But realistically, you don't know what your what it's what our tournament chances are going to look like if we were to go zero and three the next three.
1: I know. You know what I mean? I know. So,
4: again, you know, I just don't know with this back-heavy uh, schedule. I don't know if it's going to help us out or not. Mm. And...
1: <laughs> I don't think it helps. I I, mean, I could tell you that. I don't think it helps. I do see Virginia in the Dome second to last game of the season. And historically, Virginia has struggled against us. I mean, I know they, they, they took care of us last year pretty good a couple times. But... I mean, we have had I mean, their we've number had our good too. chances, Yeah, yeah. So. I
4: mean, I would, I would go off. to – I mean, again, at Clemson, at, at Wake Forest, it's hard to just peg those as wins. I so, know,
1: I know. But you look at it, and those are what I, you know, feel safe with.
4: I mean, I get it, but again, it's just one of those things where right now we just got to be thankful that we're on the right side of the bubble and wait until next game because we yep. know as Syracuse fans. I mean, like I said. You lose to Georgia Tech on a Saturday and turn around and beat Duke at Duke on a Monday. So exactly,
1: that's it, it, Syracuse any, basketball. Yeah, Syracuse basketball like like a box of chocolates. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, that is it. We appreciate uh, you putting up with our ramblings. There, I felt yeah, rambling. Sorry, I don't know sorry if about it that. Was or
4: not. No, it's just tough, dude. I know, I know. You I know, hate, you hate know. to lose like that. And I know. I'm you just that, trying so. to stay
1: positive, trying to look yeah. ahead. Like Coach said, forget about it. You got to have a short. You you got to have a short-term memory, and yeah. just forget about it. Or do you have to have a short-term memory loss? Which one would it be, really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but anyways. Uh. Anyways, I guess you would have to. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever.
4: <laughs> rambling, Ra- oh,
1: rambling. Again, again. I digress. Again, okay. again. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So,
4: uh, anyway. short term
1: memory, man. You just let yeah, it go. I know. I know. I know. All right. Well, I thank you all for listening. And I also thank Tick Splits. I thank uh, whoever's leaving those. Um, those reviews on iTunes. We appreciate that. We um, thank my bookie at James on Guitar, uh, Armchair All Americans, and JP's. Uh, JP's, you know, um, every, uh, every Monday through Friday is happy hour four to six, Trivia Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. dollar off the bats specials during every Syracuse game. So go there, enjoy that. Barbershop. And, yeah, the barbershop. Yo, they're
4: getting stuff built you see the pictures yes, on facebook
1: man i did go on I did. facebook
4: look at that stuff
1: yeah they're getting new butcher or butcher they're getting new barber stations and <laughs> everything
4: <laughs> no it uh, looks nice in there man
1: yeah it does so um uh yeah they move next month i think in march so mm-hmm. anyways um that's it thank you guys we appreciate it and um we will be back here like i said again Probably the normal time. Same bad time, same bad channel. More Q's Militia Podcast is inevitable. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast. The fan's
3: voice with Sean and Joe.
2: There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana.
3: It doesn't get any better than this.
2: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
3: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
2: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in.
3: Oh, burger time.
5: That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems.